we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. Podcast of the what? Podcast of the beast. The beast? Yeah. Um, how you doing, Nesbitt? I'm doing great. Deadly. It's another super, super windy day here. Yeah. So, it, yeah. This the whole podcast, you'll probably hear the wind beating against the windows. <laughs> the wind's a gale. Yeah. Eddie's out there. So if you hear a background noise, that's what it is. Yeah. It's too bad. Howling. Yeah, it's windy here today, but... Uh, that's the time of year, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Oh, well. What are we're we getting into the winter here now, so. Yeah, why, couldn't, why couldn't we have our own custom recording studio? We have a house with four walls. Yeah, anyway. Ah, the loft do? has its benefits in the summer. So, episode three of Book of Souls. Oh. So, last week we ended with Red and the Black. That's right. I love this album. Yeah. And I love Red and the Black. I think we spent a lot of time going through Red and the Black. I had a ton of clips. So, these episodes are taking a lot longer than I thought, but, eh, like I would say. They yeah. take what they take, right? They take what they take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can't rush through Epic Maiden albums. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. No one wants uh, too much podcasting. But, uh, you know, you got you to gotta give it justice. Yep. Yeah. And especially an album that's a double album. It's the first double album. Yep. What's the longest we've done to date? Four episodes, wasn't it? Four. We did four for the X Factor. X Factor, yeah. Three Power Slave. Remember we used to do them in like one and then maybe two? <laughs> no. I think they're all been in two. I yeah. think we started with Somewhere in Time, which was two. That was two, yeah. And then immediately did A Matter of Life and Death. I think yeah. that was two. I can't remember. I have Ooh. to look back and see. Dance of Death was two. Was it? Okay. Final Frontier was three, wasn't it? It could have been. I don't know. It feels like it. I don't know. Uh, anyway. I know X Factor was four. This one might be four, too. Do you know what the wind makes me? Thirsty. thirsty. <laughs> yes. Big time thirsty. Back to the... Um, what is this? The Collective Arts Brewing in Hamilton, Ontario. We've done a bunch of theirs now. We did, and we did one a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Right. Best brewery in Canada, I think. You I'm, think? I'm, I'm doubling, trebling yeah. down on that. One of the best. <laughs> one of the well, best for sure. It's yeah. no Alexander Keats, <laughs> but uh, Radio the Mothership. This one is... And what uh, kind of beer is that? It's um, an never... Imperial IPA. Oh, nice. You ever heard of these IPAs? Oh, yeah. I've never mm. heard of this particular one, though. And I've drank 8. a lot of their beers. 8.5%. Oh, nice. I know. I'm Get some to, lively discussion on the go. I'm going to have to drink the most of this because <laughs> I don't want you, you know. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. Okay, here we go. Lighter fluid, 8.5%. <laughs> Crank it up a notch. Oh, look at that. Let's try this one. Mm. Our beer podcast has a serious maiden problem. Mmm. <laughs> This is really good. That's good. Man, that doesn't feel like 8.5%. It totally doesn't. <laughs> this is awesome. That's great. Yeah. Collective arts, day trip. I have two good friends in Hamilton. When we go to um, Toronto, I've been, I was out there, what? Oh, it's been a while now. But uh, beautiful city. Well, I don't know where the brewery is located in Hamilton, but it's like an hour and a half or hour 45. But with trains and stuff now, oh, yeah. it's not even an hour and 45. That's like... Depends on the time of day. We spent but, longer than that going from uh, Manchester to... Oh, the, in Stockport. To, the, to uh, Stockport to the... Yeah, uh, yeah Trip, the to Robinson's, Robinson's Brewery. Brewery yeah. yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was fun. So uh, let's get into Book Souls so we don't end up with uh, oh, yeah. a five-parter. Five five-parter. <laughs> Why not? So we got through up to uh, the red and the black last time. So we, uh, we were going to talk about the cover art. Yeah, before we get into um, When the River Runs Deep... Yeah, the, the cover art, it's so simple. They brought back the original uh, font, 
And we both I, have our shirts on that have the uh, Book of Souls art, era yeah, art. You have the fan club Book of Souls shirt on. I have the tour shirt. Yep. What I love about the Book of Souls art, like the opening is is really, uh, or, or the cover is, is pretty simple. Yep. Just Eddie. And I love the city. I, I love, love it because Eddie. it's like a flashback to my favorite Maiden album, which is yeah. the Maiden album cover, which is the first Maiden album. Yeah. That's my favorite Maiden album. And this one is the same thing. It's Eddie looking straight at the camera. Just straight on. There's not a lot going on. And that's yeah. what I like. When they get yeah. too busy, like Final Frontier and stuff. Yeah. Or even A Matter of like Life these... and Death where you have to look to find yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. This one, I just, uh, I love it. My one thing is that when you pull open, we've got the gatefold open here. This giant gatefold in the vinyl. I love the Eddie right. holding the heart. Right, which they uh, used on the live chapter. They did. Yeah. They used it on the live chapter. And there was a gif going around of the heart moving yeah. and, and, you know, the scream that is the intro to one of the songs. I can't remember offhand. And then the, um, I love the the Eddie on top of the, it's almost like he's on top of a pyramid, but I guess he is. And the, the band members' faces are on the sides. Right, of the so that's the Eddie that's on my this year's fan club shirt. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The burning one. I love this gatefold so much. That could have been the album cover. Oh, it could have. Man, I like the one they stuck with. I like the one they stuck with. I'm saying that could have been. Yeah. The quality, like, that's not a throwaway. That's no, the no. background on my computer. It's been the background on my computer for two years. Oh, yeah? On my laptop was the Talking Maiden cover art we use. And on my phone, I use my Maiden cover art. On my, on my big screen that I program on, that's the, I can't change it. I love it. <laughs> I swapped off to a few live shots. And I had to go back. There's That's also so the graphic awesome. there. There's like a witch doctor holding yeah. what I guess the is shaman. the Book of Souls, the shaman. The shaman. They haven't really used him much either. And he's very cool. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's also yeah. an Eddie. He's referenced in a couple of songs though. Yeah, but I haven't yeah. seen that graphic used around. Like I haven't seen a shirt with that on. I think he might be on the back of a shirt. but. I know. I love how he has a tiny skull. You ever watch a documentary on head shrinking? No, I thought they removed the skull when they shrink the head. They do. Yeah. They boil the skull down. They keep wrapping it and it actually shrinks up. And there's documentation of a ritual happening um, in, back in the 40s and 50s. But now people are trying to say it's a myth and it's lore, but there are shrunken heads in museums. The other thing I love on the inside of that is if you close the the halfway close the gatefold, yeah. there's that circle with the, it's kind of like a stylized picture of the Eddie, yeah. Yeah. the Book of Souls Eddie, and he's also, in that wheel with all the hieroglyphics. They also it's use really that cool. on the center of the vinyl. Yeah. They use that on the center of the vinyl. As well as there's the they use a version of the Eddie like that okay. only yeah. with the and the and I think they use the Eddie twice in that one. Yeah. and I have a shirt too that has that circle with the Eddie yeah. head in it. It's very cool. I love it. Mark Wilkinson yeah. is the artist. So he also did uh, you know that demon Eddie on the live in Donington mm. or live at Donington cover from 1992. It's yes. like a it's got like big wings and it's yeah. like, it looks like a demon. He did that. He did the Wicker Man single. Which is that Wicker Man, yep. Burning Wicker Man. He did the Out of the Silent Planet cover. He also did a bunch of Judas Priest covers, Ram It Down, Jugulator, and what I think is the most metal album cover ever, which is Painkiller. Okay. So Painkiller by Judas Priest, it's a, yeah. a metal, a steel guy with his fist raised up, yeah. riding a, um, yeah. a motorcycle yeah. that's also a dragon that has saw blades yeah. for wheels over a city that's sinking yeah. in. <laughs> Yeah, you brought that up into and lava. You had the vinyl here uh, yeah. one time. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what episode we went over that in, but that is probably yeah. the most. So he's metal. done a lot of cool stuff. He has a uh, uh, remember. I have the book of Derek Riggs's stuff, Run to the Hills. Yeah, this guy Mark Wilkinson has a compilation book out too. It's called Shadow Play. So he has a book out too, which because uh, he did a whole bunch of album covers by other bands too, besides Priest and Maiden. But it's pretty cool. I love the main concept 
that's cool. That's a cool direction to take Eddie in. Hmm. Yeah. People always say it's kind of like a flashback to the power slave because of the pyramid thing. Which yeah. It kind of is, I guess, but... Yeah, and there's a whole connection there too, right? Like who built all the pyramids. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff online about that. But I really like the look of the cover art. It is like a flashback, not only in to the first album, not only in that he's staring straight at the camera and it's simple. But the first album too, he's like, he looks kind of a good mix between like the harmless Eddie and kind of a bit dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, Eddie always seems kind of half not funny just lighthearted. Yeah. you know what i mean so he still has a bit of that because he has that like kind of grin on his face that yeah, smirk but he's pretty mean though but it's pretty mean looking which yeah. is cool it's a good blend is what i like yeah i like it too and i the love the font, font. yeah i love cool. the book of souls font yeah you you said the font's available online you downloaded it and used it for something. yeah i actually used it in the graphic yeah. for the promo for this episode when i tweeted out about us doing book of souls oh cool yeah yeah, yeah that's awesome so they yeah. built they actually had a custom font done for this and everyone makes a big deal of the Maiden logo back to the original Maiden logo with the yeah, descending... which they let... The last one before was what? Brave New World. Was that right? Or was it before uh, that? I think it was Brave New World. I think maybe. Yeah. Um, where, the, where the font extends. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, the everything from the live chapter through this disc, the artwork is awesome the whole way through. And it's deadly because you go back... Final Frontier was... Not good. Yeah, it was and okay. It was relative yeah. to this level. Maybe oh, yeah. it's not 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 good. This one is a classic, yeah. and like Final Frontier doesn't seem like that's ever going to become yeah. a classic to me. It's just too busy. The coloring is too busy. It's and and we talked yeah. about you know remember Dance of Death and then A Matter of Life and Death. They could have done so much more with that cover, mm-hmm. but it's still good cover. But I don't know. They could have like. You know, I mean, the equivalent of this would be imagine a like a military Eddie in a simple pose on the front, and then that big. You know, yeah. military scene like the on two the minutes, tank. The two minutes to midnight cover yeah. would have been that kind of style. Remember Eddie with the salt rifle playing? Yeah. yeah, with the mushroom cloud behind him. That's right. That's my only problem with the. That was one of your favorite, the one with the flags. Yeah, I yeah, that, that was you picked that. Yeah, the, yeah. My only problem with the matter of life and death is Eddie's not prominent enough. If he yeah. was in the foreground and all that stuff was in the background, it'd be a better album cover. I'll, but I still love the album cover. I think I put that in my top five too. I'll, I'll be honest. I owned the vinyl, and I I think it was when we were breaking down the albums when I really noticed where he was like he's just kind of sitting there on the table I have that uh, two by two foot print of that framed on my office wall Mm. at work I always find like Eddie among skeletons too like is a weird mix like you know Eddie is I don't know like now is he what leader of the zombies like is he undead like I always think of him as yeah because he started off as this like punk on the London streets yeah who's kind of I guess undead he's he's gone through all these different phases incarnations yeah and now he's yeah uh, He's a, a Mayan, whatever. Yeah, I feel like he's an undead jester who just occupies souls and yeah, you know, and, kind of. and 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 that kind of thing. But when he's there with, I don't know. I, to, to me, it doesn't. I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm overthinking it. I'm just over not a huge analyzing fan of it. the absolutely uh, the Eddie, but but this this album cover classic and destined classic. to be a classic. I think. I think so too. Yeah, I love it. Um, deadly. Want to get in the tracks? Let's get into there. So we're on track number five. It's on the. It's if you bought this as a two CD set. This is still on the first disc. Track number five, When the River Runs Deep. That is the first track on the second vinyl. Okay. With the Book of Souls. I'm pretty sure. I might be wrong. No, I am right. Because the red and the black finishes after the first disc. Yeah, that's right. When the River Runs Deep and the Book of Souls on the second vinyl, first disc. And to be honest with you, um, I listened to this 
this side, River Runs Deep and then Book of Souls, so much. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my favorite parts of the album. Yeah. It's I just, love the song, yeah. too. So this is, like, a really awesome song buried between the two, to, in my opinion, the two best songs on the album, Red and the Black and The Book of Souls. No. And I think it kind of gets forgotten about, and it's really great, and I think it doesn't get a lot of attention because where it's just kind of, like, dropped in there. Yeah. Um, it's like a fast kind of rocker. I always forget how awesome the song is until you hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just great. What makes this song cool is there's this fast drumming and riffing and then it goes to like this halftime groove when they hit the chorus and the switch between the two speeds i think is what takes the song from being like just another rocker or a filler song it takes it up into this like amazing and on that timing when the when when the chorus ends and he like screams and it picks up again just like bang bang bang. yeah it's just so awesome the change in the feel between the chorus and the rest of the song yeah and the solos are awesome um, it's uh, Adrian Smith, Steve Harris credit. There's a really cool intro riff. It's totally like an Adrian sounding riff. It can kind of remind you of Moonchild. And then they have that cool like descending riff. Yeah. But then when the vocals come in, the vocals are kind of like rising. And the rising melody against the descending vocals, Mm. it has a really cool feel to it. to kick in though that's the intro don't do that to me Nesbitt. I know. <laughs> that's the worst now we're so, gonna break it down i'm like no but that's a play. really cool riff by adrian i just oh it's that's so good really cool and uh it's a it's like the song hasn't even kicked in yet and you're already set up waiting for the kick in and that's one thing this album does really well is like kick the songs in yeah and the intros aren't too long like some of the albums i found remember we were complaining about on final frontier some of the intros yeah. tend to be a bit too long yeah i don't know and then when it kicks in during the verses uh, a little detail that I'm going to play that I love is the background vocals. So Bruce does the background vocals, but he kind of uh, sings the background vocals as a shout and not as he doesn't sing it. He kind of like shouts the end of the line. And it's just a little detail. And it, I just think it sounds really cool. Oh, it's just little details like that. Yeah. It just uh, makes the song, like, takes it up a little bit. You're killing me because that's just so, oh, I love this song so much. It's so great. And like I said, it's buried between two epics. And I think it gets kind of, like, glossed over. Yeah. But it really deserves to have, like, a lot of attention paid to it. Um, There's a cool pre-chorus that sets up the chorus in a cool way. We both agreed that, like, the change in the timing is kind of what takes the song up from being just, like, a a throwaway track to being, like, amazing. It goes from, like, balls to the wall rocking to this, like, cool groove that, like, sinks into. Yeah. Um, so it's, like, the frantic riffs and drums, and then it goes yeah. down to, like, half speed. So I have a clip here that shows, like, the beat going from really fast to laid back, and then back again yeah. when they come out of the course. So this is the going into the course coming out, and just listen to how the timing changes and the drumming, everything changes. Chances and stand by their side. 
I can hear how the drumming goes like from really like this like frantic kind of drumming and yeah. it just kicks into this like groove yeah. and it just it just slows right down that to me is the that's an excellent clip because that's a defining that's what defines yeah. this track I think and, so too you know you're right that it's pinned in if you listen in between two epic tracks if you listen to this though digitally where it just flows between them um, this will always pull you back which a lot of times if you got if you were to take any track and get pinned in between Red and the Black and Book of Souls you'd be in there and you'd, you'd just miss the track but this it, it, it's literally like listen to me it's just it, I love it yeah it's cool this is another example I mentioned it so many times in the other two parts of this album that we did is the keyboards it's really heavy on keyboards going into the solos like pre-solos but they're used really well they're not over the top and they just kind of add that layer underneath and then, yeah, there's a cool solo. It's Dave going into Yannick. Mm-hmm. And Dave uses a ton of wah pedal, and it sounds awesome. And during the solo, the first solo, which is Dave into Yannick, they do this, like, switch that we were talking about between the drumming from, like, the, the frantic to, like, the laid-back groove. Mm-hmm. And they do that during the solo, too, and it changes the way the solo, like, the mood of the solo. So the solo feel, how it feels against the song, they're playing the solo, and they do that same time change, and... It works for the song with the with the chorus, yeah. but it also works. And this is the first song. Right. Too bad we don't have a clip of this. Oh, I do have a clip. Oh, we got a clip. So it's just cool how it comes. They do that yeah. time change again under the solo. Yeah. And Yannick's solo has a totally different feel. Yeah. That's, vibe to it. It does have a different feel. I yeah. always think of that as when the time change occurs, the solo's over. Yeah, but no, that's when Yannick yeah. comes in. Yeah, that's when yeah. Yannick comes and in. And solo's really fluid. He's That's a yeah. really well-composed Yeah, but it, it almost feels like a fade-out. But like when you, when, you, when you play the clip there, you know, you realize yeah. that Yannick's got a lot going yeah. on. That's pretty awesome. That's really cool. No, that's yeah. not the solo that stands in for me. Yeah. And then, no. So Adrian. do you like the Adrian solo? Adrian, so Adrian definitely. has another solo. Yeah. great solo it's very different for adrian yeah because adrian usually does a lot of like repeating patterns yeah and melodic stuff this is him just like balls out soloing which i yeah. love it's cool yeah he's it's just... a very different from say the like, wicker man where he really sticks to the melody of the song yeah this is just adding yeah and you can almost pick like when he's picking so quick there it's almost like little imperfections in it yeah which i don't know what we talked about early on how they recorded this yeah but it wasn't like do you think he went back and I think he just fluid, did a take, and I think uh, Went with it. Kevin Shirley was like, that's perfect, we got the energy, we got the feel. Yeah. We're not looking for, like, everything being 
textbook perfect. Yeah, it's funny because when I listen to this song, and this is one of my favorite songs. Well, I'm going to say this about every... This album... God, if you're just listening to this part, like this song... I mean, this is wedged in between two... Red and the Black's your favorite song. Book of Souls. Uh, I don't know about that. No? We'll get into that. Okay, Book we'll of Souls, Red, Red and the Black. But this is wedged in the middle. This song is amazing. Yeah. And when I when I was, you know, breaking this down, the Adrian solo for me has always been my favorite. But now when you you put me back to the, to the you know, Murray the Yannick transition and the timing, which so defines this. And I love the way they lead out of that slow tempo. In the yeah, it comes out. That's, that's what really defines cool. the track for me. Yeah. That now I'm, I'm rethinking it all. Man, this... You know, for a relatively short track yeah. compared to well, the album. Well, six minutes, yeah. yeah. It seems a lot shorter than six minutes. Yeah, it does. it flies. But it's wedged between what's Red and Black's 13, Book of Souls, 10 plus. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's cool. yeah, it's a short track. Yeah. It's like a break. Yeah, But Adrian's awesome yeah. on it. The, all the guitars are awesome. Bruce's <sighs> vocals on this are great. Yeah. Really great. The bass is great. Nico's on it. He's got that uh, that Nico, we were talking about it last episode, where he does that cool clang sound. He has that like trademark yeah. clang, clang, clang sound. Yeah. So you can hear that clang, 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 which yeah. is cool. It's just that reminds me of Nico. It screams Nico when you hear it. Yeah, they could they could have used a cowbell there. <laughs> <laughs> what we need, possibly a little more. The lyrics to the song we never really talked about. Yeah, I love. It's the pretty lyrics. cool. It's I'm not sure of the meaning, but I like to yeah. think. If, I know it might not be, but. I like to think that it's about like Maiden and the guys yeah. in Maiden that are like making a stand as a band. Yeah. You know, it, the lyrics are, is this the last together? Maybe this time now we stand together and we're holding the line here. I picture them all like lined up on stage. Like this might be our last shot. So let's just like rock out. That's the way you took that? Because yeah. I, I was, we talked about it in the, I think the first episode, we're going to sum it up in the last one for this. Yeah. I was projecting a theme. I thought like this was the decline of their empire. Okay. I was thinking, you know, this I was as, thinking like, about Maiden the last being the like, Lions. Okay, because I was more thinking about this as like it could. It, you're probably. I don't think right. this has anything to do with minds. No, you're probably right. I just think that they're cool lyrics. Yeah. That were written. I had this but I this is this the meaning yeah. that I'm putting into them, which they're probably it's, it's probably not intended. But I would just think of like maiden like, yeah, maybe this time now. This is this is the last together. Maybe this time now, like enjoy every concert, rock <laughs> the audience. You know, this like, makes fun. everything's against us. But Maiden, you can't stop me. This makes far much more sense than like my perspective because I'm I'm always trying to wedge themes on things. Yeah, right? like the witch like doctor the whole time and the blah blah yeah, blah. The, the shaman and the yeah. No, I've been I've been like I don't know why I I get all excited about it. You know, I was linking them all up. I was making this big grand scheme. Yeah. Well, we said that last time. If you force, if you yeah. look, go broad enough, yeah. you can put a theme on anything. When the river runs deep, even then, I was like, I've got another. The little... Lions are built on top of a limestone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Aqueduct like the, there's literally rivers underneath it. Yeah. Well, well, who knows? Yeah. Anyway, the uh, I have another little uh, interesting fact about this song. So uh, the end of the riff in this song kind of sounds like another Adrian written riff. Back in his urchin days, he had a song called Madman, and it's similar but not the same and i think this is a like i wouldn't say it's a recycled riff it's just i think the, the turnaround at the end of the riff it's a similar riff i'll just play it for you and tell me if this reminds you of the song so this is urchin from like pre-maiden days So it's that turnaround at the end, the do, new, 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 kind of sounds like that. 
Definitely. But I think he just kind of like, there. you know, it's his riff. Yeah. There's definitely a link there. I would imagine, though, I mean, he might, I can't give a, a perspective on it, you know, having never really played a lot of guitar, but I could imagine, like, anything you do that has any rhythm to it, you go back to common patterns. Yeah, and you're trying to go from, like, one chord to another, and you're trying to think, how do I go from there to there? Yeah. And, you you know. Yeah, and if there wasn't, then every band, every every song would sound completely different. Yeah, and you notice that, too, if you listen to other metal bands, they have these, like, yeah. kind of, not, they're not doing the same riff, but they have these, like, kind of different sounding riffs that they do to go from one part to another sometimes yeah. you can pick up sometimes you see songs that have like similarities between them and stuff yeah um but anyway that's a great track it's all about the timing change in the song to me yeah that groove that they get in the course i don't rate tracks anymore but if i will this would be like an eight or nine or maybe even higher like i love this i yeah i can't really judge things out of ten i would give the song this song probably a nine and a half out of ten i don't know it's hard to tell though you have to kind of like look at all the tracks when you're done and figure out what's the 10s and then figure out what the lowest mark that you're going to get to something is. Yeah. Because you can't just be like, these are all like 9.8, 9.7. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? I think I can. I'm drinking an yeah. 8.5% beer and telling That's them that true. Iron Maiden. I think I can say whatever the hell I want. Anyway, this is an awesome song. Sandwich Between the Red and the Black, which yes. is my favorite song. Or yes. the other song, The Book of Souls, the title track, which is maybe more of a favorite than the Red and the Black. I might, uh, I'm might. i torn between those two. Yeah. Well, and if anyone listened to the last episode and knows how much I love the Red and the Black, yes. I love the song just as much. Man, yeah. you know what? Like, I'm going to say it for the fifth time. Yeah. <laughs> but this is, might be my favorite track on the album. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it so much. But I mean, we haven't even gotten to, like, well, we did Great Unknown. Um, we haven't gotten to, like, uh, Empire of the Clouds. Um, Death or Glory, I also yeah. love. Um, I'm not a Red and the Black like you. Like, I, I yeah. put it as a great track. But yeah. to me, there's just so much going on. It's so long. It's not a favorite track. Yeah. Book of Souls, 10 minutes. This feels is... Feels like fucking four minutes. Yeah, it's amazing. This it's is... so okay. good. So this is Yannick's yeah. song. This is Yannick's masterpiece. Amazing. I think this is the pinnacle of Man- of Yannick to this point of his career. Yes. Uh, I used to think it was The Legacy, which is an amazing, amazing song. This one, I think, is better than The Legacy for sure. Yeah. This is... Like, Yannick just outdid himself. I think this is one of the best Maiden songs, and it's Yannick. So I have a quote from Yannick. He says, With the Book of Souls, I brought the music in for that, and Steve had some great vocal ideas thematically, and we got together and rearranged it. Basically, Yannick wrote it, brought it in. I think Steve kind of took some parts and wanted to repeat them a few more times and stretch the song out a bit. Um, I also have, here is a clip from a bootleg. and This is Bruce talking about, uh, well, this is what he has to say about the song. But this... On a slightly more serious note is the, is the story of the rise and the fall of a mighty empire. And empires, as we know, always rise and they always fall. Quite a few empires all running around the planet at the moment, all trying to win. The only thing I can say for ordinary folk like us who don't give a shit about empires, all we think about is music, love, life, and maybe a lot of beer, all right? Frankly, the world would be a better place with all the empires and all their bullshit, but we're stuck with them. This is the story of what might have happened to one of the greatest empires that ever was. The Mayans. This is the Book of Souls. 
Now, there's definitely a theme in this song, but I'm, I'm glad he cursed in that because I cursed early and I was like, oh, yeah. damn, I got the explicit on the episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every I know. Then, yeah. It's the 8.5% beer. You're all excited. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, no, I'm going to get an E on this one. I know. I'm editing the podcast episodes and I'm like, uh, we're going through. It's like, so far, so good. And then like one of us swears. And I'm like, yeah. oh, now i got to tag it as explicit for iTunes. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think, though, honestly, there's got to be young listeners go, I don't want to listen to that if it doesn't have an E on it. Yeah, maybe. And I was like, this is not for young people. People talking maiden. Extreme. The East stands for extreme. Let's all let's all go in the in the <laughs> attic and listen on our ham radio. Um, yeah. No man. Oh, this track. Where I love start? it. Where do we begin? Begin at the beginning with the intro. So Yannick yeah. played this acoustic guitar on the intro. Um, title track of the album. Yes. And it starts off with uh, kind of a similar to the Talisman, which is also a Yannick written song. Yeah. Ooh, let me think now. Do I like the song better than the Talisman? Ooh, you know what? It's hard to describe because Talisman is one of my favorite Maiden songs. Too. I need to interject quick digression. Okay. The, you know the the clips you put together for Yannick. We've talked about it a few times. I yep. think you played it. Yeah, because we did a Yannick episode. Yeah. Yeah, man, it really, really stands out, especially with Book of Souls. This is like his crowning achievement in some ways because yeah. it's a title track. Yeah. And I want to get into the tour part because this is so cool. Oh yeah. Um, but. It really shows his contribution to it all. Like they yeah. kind of like people joke about it. Like I remember when we were the first time we saw him, in, I couldn't believe that people were like mocking him, and you know yeah. I just didn't get it really. Yeah. Well, there's those people that like the the, the play classics yeah. guys that are just like yeah, and they're like he's dancing around. Yeah. Like, I like the Power Slave lineup. I don't like anything before. I don't like anything after. We know how brutal Steve Harris can be. Yeah. His bandmates and are carrying their weight, and. Yannick is here, and he's been given more or less the drive oh, yeah. the title track on this album. Yeah, the other thing is, it's nice to see him get the title track. Yeah. And that they made the whole theme around this song. Yeah. Because, so he has the Talisman, which is one of my favorite songs. Yes. I think people probably know that from the uh, live album. No, wait, no. Uh, in Vivo? In Vivo, right. Yeah. So, I think it, where it's on in, in Vivo, people know it. But if it wasn't on In Vivo, I think it kind of would have been kind of... Yeah not so well known on the final frontier which isn't a favorite of a lot of people like i don't that's think right. that's a lot of people's favorite maiden album so that is an like amazing 10 out of 10 yannick track kind of i think it wouldn't have got that much attention then he has the legacy which is like this amazing epic but that's buried at the end of an album yeah. i think that's probably also like they have these two amazing amazing epic yannick written tracks but both of them are kind of on albums like buried in albums but now you get a yannick written track which is maybe his best song ever. And it's like the title track, front and center. Yeah. And like, they play it live. They name the album after it. Yeah. And I mean, you can't ignore he this track. It's Lyrics, just amazing. sound, yeah. presence in the tour. I can't wait to do it all. Where do we start? So yeah, similar to the Talisman intro. This one has an acoustic intro too. This is Yannick playing the acoustic guitar on the title track. So, yeah, it's just cool. It's very similar to what he plays at the beginning of the Talisman. And in the background, you have the keyboards. It kind of sounds like, I don't know what it is, like some Sweely sort of almost. flute or something. Yeah. Some kind of like, it sounds very Mayan to me. 
Yeah. I don't know exactly what that means because I've never heard like my. I don't know what mine music sounds like. Technically, it def- sounds like yeah. what I think my would music would like. be. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're defining in your mind what Mayan sound like. Right. As you listen to. Yeah, them. exactly. It, it almost sounds like pipes or some kind of like yeah. Mayan instrument when you hear that like keyboard playing along with that intro, and then the main riff comes in. Main riff also sounds like what I think a Mayan. If, yeah. if there was such a thing as a mind metal band, yeah. I read online, I was trying to figure out why it sounded the way it sounds. And I went on these like guitar theory, guitar forums, and people are like dissecting stuff. And the guy sounded like he knew what he was talking about. And he's like, <laughs> this is the Phrygian scale, the same scale the Power Slave, the yeah. song Power Slave is in. It has that weird, the you know, the riff in Power Slave? Yeah. So they have that kind of similar... We were saying that the, the pyramid theme on the album kind of relates back to the Power Slave. Definitely. Well, apparently this song and the title track to Power Slave are both the same like guitar scale that the, that the riff's written in. I'm talking like about something I don't really understand what I'm talking about, but this guy seemed like he knew what he was talking about yeah. on this like seriously in-depth guitar. They are basically picking the whole song part and seeing what scale every riff was in and stuff. Yeah, It's just weird that I, they, there's such a similarity which i never would have picked up on between those two songs yeah I, I don't i don't you know i don't feel it but yeah but it does have that mind sound that that main riff so here is the main riff that we're talking about that's just an awesome riff it's cool and if you listen to it in headphones there's a cool guitar harmony like from the left and the right earphones this is another riff that it sounds weird to compare uh, zeppelin and maiden but this has like a zeppelin stomp to it i don't know what it is if it's how he's playing with the how the drums play against the riff or the way the drums lie under it but like i don't know yeah we've done 50 episodes i've never really until this album i've never really compared maiden and zeppelin but that riff to me sounds like I don't know, the drums and the guitars together. It has like a Zeppelin-y feel. Not, kind of a feel. It just reminds me of it for some reason. Yeah. That, well, there's, there are similarities, which I'd love to talk yeah. about sometime. But when, as soon as you're playing that, I'm just dying for it to kick in. Like, oh, yeah. Bruce sacrifices. Yeah. And when Bruce does yeah. kick in, yeah. he sounds amazing. And there's a bunch of cool stuff I noticed with the vocals on this yeah. that I love. I love the way, like the phrasing and the way that the vocals play off the riff. Yeah. So, like, instead of singing along with the riff, he's kind of like, hey, he falls way behind the riff and then kind of catches up. Yeah, the timing is interesting yeah. there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, his vocals kind of fall behind yeah. and the riff goes on without him and then he but kind of catches up. It's just this melodic the riff's like da, 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 yeah. and it just keeps going yeah. and he just but he just like kind of falls off. behind and catches up but then when the ne- the pre-chorus comes yeah uh you know the power day and night of death he ruled on the sky and earth and the fires too yeah and then he's singing right on top of the rift like right on the beat of the riff And then the chorus comes and he just like soars. The prophecy of sky gods, the sun, moon. Yeah. So it's kind of, he's singing kind of behind the riff. 
Yeah. Then the pre-chorus, he's right on top of the riff and really fast, like da 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 And then when the vocals come, he's just like these soaring, long notes. So that's just, he's hitting the notes. You wouldn't yeah. know that he has, like, throat and neck cancer. Yeah. Like, he sounds better than ever. It's unreal. And we saw him do it live. Anyone that saw the Book of Souls or the yeah. live chapter DVD, yeah. I yeah. call it a DVD because I'm yeah. old. <laughs> but if you hear him do this live, like, he sounds as good, maybe even better live. sing along with that Normally i know when we clip i'm just like sitting there getting ready for a talking point after i'm just like i gotta yeah. rock out to that that's so awesome it's a great chorus it's awesome the vocals in this song are just amazing and we're barely into the song it's no, 10 minutes it's just and, started yeah. it sets it up yeah i like that you can notice on both of those clips especially the live how much keyboards are there, yeah. there but again and people are probably sick of me saying this because it's like the fifth time i said this about this album but the keyboards are just they're just laying this like they're very sparse and they add a layer underneath yeah. and it adds a feeling of epicness to the to it it does yeah and it's just great you can almost like picture a main pyramid in the mists in the jungle you know what i mean when you yeah. hear this like the keyboards and the swell of everything yeah. and it's not overdone like some of the dance of death songs that have like the you know the fake orchestra yeah so i don't know and then so after that last course they go into this pre-course riff repeats a few times hangs on a second and then you get this truly awesome maiden galloping, balls out, palm muted guitar part. leads into this like awesome solo section and it's one of the best solos on the album i know i've said this a bunch of times but this is like dave murray doing a solo book of souls the first solo in the song and it's just great Was a iconic, well-defined solo in the album. I yeah, find it, it's, it's great. It, it's the most linked to the track. Yeah, it brings. Awesome. It really brings the track up. Yeah, and it fits perfectly. And what makes a good guitar solo is like not how technical it is. It's just how well it fits the song. Yeah, what it adds to the song. And this fits the song perfect. Yeah. And yeah, it brings. Like we always say about like the Adrian solos, it brings that song yeah. up a level. Yeah, it's awesome. And then right at the end of that, you could hear the vocals start back in again. Yeah. 
Then there's another part. It's like ascending the throne wearing feathers and shells. He brought back their lives from the void. That part. Um, I have a clip of it, but it's almost like a second, like a new course. And it's as catchy and as great as the first course. So I don't know if you call this a second course. I call it a second course. I don't know if you can have two choruses in a song, but it's Maiden. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. It's a 10 minute song. I'm calling that a second chorus, but he's not really repeating lines. He's like, it's more like another verse, I guess. But yeah, but he just, it, it's awesome. It's just this awesome song with that first riff. Yeah. Then it gets right into the Maiden Gallop. And it's almost like this new part of the song with a new vocal section. And it's amazing. And then after that, there's instrumental part with great, great drumming from Nico. Had that clang we were talking about earlier. And then there's this amazing outro solo with Yannick and Adrian. So you have this one 10 minute song. It has like these, all these amazing guitar solos in it. guitar solo it's insane yeah that's two guitar solos but you know whenever i hear these solos like the murray solo iconic all of them are awesome i think it's what four or five solos in this there's those three and there's a couple other little guitar instrumental parts yeah yeah um but you notice every time i hear this i always think about the live yeah and everything that's going on and the eddie coming out yeah and then of course bruce ripping out his heart Oh and yeah, it in the crowd. Yeah, this is like the centerpiece of the concert. Yeah, with like ripping Eddie's heart out and throwing it in the, putting it in the urn and throwing it out into the audience. He does, and I actually, <laughs> funny enough, like three weeks ago, I went deep diving online trying to find where I could buy the heart. Oh, yeah, you can't someone find, must have. Someone grabbed. Someone them. grabbed. I, I checked yeah. like a bunch, and like he threw it at least three or four. This is yeah. what I read online, and there were other people trying to find them to buy them. But I don't think anyone uh, is going to part with one of those. An Why Eddie hurt. Oh my god. Yeah. But this is one of Maiden's best songs, period. Mm. And this and Red and the Black for me are the two highlights of this album. I love the, after that guitar solo, that the way the song ends is, you know, the book of souls. He just sticks that in there to tie it back to the beginning of the song. Yeah. And then the acoustic outro again. It's just awesome. The, The only thing I could say about this album, the only criticism I could give on this song and on, um, and on the tour is that it's so long and so emotional in such a great way. Not yeah. long, but it's epic. That it almost feels like it should bookend. Like yeah. I, I almost felt like they should have ended before the encore on this, even though I think there was like four more tracks after. Um, it's just so insane. And they, they slaughter Eddie. 
in the album itself, I believe it's the it's the last song on the first side. Of on the, the first double, CD. if you consider it the double, it's the yeah. first side of the second vinyl. But I think on a CD it would be if yeah. you consider this a double album. Yeah. Well, when you buy end. it on CD, it's two CDs, and this yeah. is the last track on the first CD. It's the end, and when I when we talk about the the themes, you know, there's a theme there that's different. The Book of Souls. So maybe you could argue disc one, Book of Souls st- theme is really carried in there which is where I was stretching with I think the, when the river runs deep you could make that argument but for me if you if you consider this a theme album which we can debate yep. at the end I don't like the placement of the track even though it fits well on that side of the vinyl for me I just it's so epic it almost feels like you should you should end a concert or you should end an album on it maybe I don't know probably not a good place for for listening I mean, but I'm Maiden puts a lot of these epic tracks as the last track on an album yeah. and if you look at this as two cds you're yeah. ending the first cds with this first cd with this epic track yeah. which is kind of cool i think that's why it's put there but i don't think of this as a a concept thing yeah so to me i just look at it as like the momentum that they get going with the album yeah so they get like rocker rocker the great unknown and then the red and the black is epic then river runs deep is another rocker and then you have this book of solace epic so you're basically yeah. Front to back, first disc is just like nonstop, and I don't know this cool. Uh, I just love the song. It's just it's great and it's totally epic. Yeah. Yannick writes these like the legacy. Remember how many different parts there was to that? That's right. Yeah, and uh, he's like, I get a song. Yeah. I'm gonna make it three songs. <laughs> yeah, all my ideas <laughs> in here because this one has that acoustic intro, that yeah. main riff, verse, riff, verse, pre-chorus, chorus. It goes into the maiden gallop, and then there's a guitar solo. Then there's that new good that what I was calling the second chorus. Right, and then there's an instrumental part and then there's like more singing then there's another solo then there's acoustic the outro again like the intro so it's just cool it goes through the first part and then it goes into the gallop so it's almost like two songs in one so it's like and tied together with this like instrumental version of the pre-chorus yeah and it's bookended with the intro and the outro so it's all tied together and like once the galloping part starts it's like a second song but there's enough tie backs to the first part that it, it kind of sounds cohesive it kind of ties back to like classic maiden tracks like infinite dreams yeah that has like intro verse chorus solo and then there's a second part of the song that's like just goes off and that's kind of like this kind of style seventh sun's the same way too yeah it has like the song and then it goes off into the instrumental part children of the damned is kind of like that Mm. it kind of goes through it's like slow part and then once it goes it goes to this like super fast way to end the song this song is kind of like that too it's kind of like a two-parter You've got your first part of the song, and then you get into the gallop, and it just goes off. Yeah, has a life of its own. Yeah, it's a really cool track. Between this and Red and the Black, I'm not sure which one to, yeah. you know. I don't know if this is cheesy, but I want to highlight a few of the lyrics, because I, I, I think yeah, go for it. lyrically this is excellent. There's so much in here, but one one lyric really steps out to me. Um, Prophecy of sky gods, the sun and moon, passing of old ways will come true soon. Falling of ages, forests of kings last book of souls destruction begins i just yeah. like it is relatively simple i love the thing, destruction but, begins part yeah it's so, it's cool. just, it's so like the, this is like the river run deep and this track the lyrics like are awesome I, yeah I, yeah i love it like they put a lot of effort into it and it's deadly and uh yeah I, the solos on this the the inclusion of the tour i think it's probably i would i you know off the cuff right now i'd say this is probably my favorite title track yeah. Well, listen to it now. I want to say yeah. this is my favorite song on this album. 
Yeah. Until I listen to the red and the black again. And <laughs> yeah. then, I don't know. But it's a top toss up well, between those two. It's it's top six for me. <laughs> on this top album. six on this album. No, I lo- I love this album so much. Yeah. This is uh if you if this was a one C D album yeah. and the second C D didn't exist, if it wasn't a double album, this would be like a probably your best album. What would you closer. chuck out of it though? But you're no, but I'm just saying as an album yeah. closer. Because it closes the first C D. Yeah. So like you could treat this as a closer. That's right. And then it would be way up there. Yeah, it's insanely good. Yeah. Yeah. I love this. Remember how into Book of Souls we were when we went to see that? Like, yeah. I well, it's no... funny because these you get teasers of these like new Maiden albums. Yeah. And hopefully there'll be another one now they can work in. Because, I mean, they only need a few months to write and record an album. I if got... they have all these ideas and they bring them in the studio, yeah. like, they don't need six months to write and record I'm going to push back on this. And I, yeah. this is almost self-destructive from a, a, a person who sees Maiden all the time and has a Maiden podcast. Yeah. I might even regret saying this right after his head. Okay, let's hear it. I almost think this should be their last album because it's so good. Yeah. You know what I mean? In in that way, if this was their last, it's sixteen two. It's the perfect yeah. number, right? Yeah. Two to the power. Of and then they end square. with their last song ever being "Empire of the Clouds," which is kind of an epic. Oh, imagine if they come up with a stinker seventeen. Oh, uh, they won't though. No, they won't. No. It'll be even better. Than like that. Maiden is operating at such a high level now. They're... As far as their albums and their songwriting over the last. Since the reunion. Yeah, how did they do it? Yeah. I don't know. So I'm hoping yeah. that we'll get another album or two. Yeah. It would be amazing. But I know what you mean. This would be a good last album. How did they do it at this age? There are musicians that are 32 yeah. and they're like, oh, I'm burned out. Yeah. Well, there's people that can never come up with, with a... They come up with a first album and they can never come up with a follow-up yeah. album. Yeah. But, I mean, is this going to be like a temp... I mean, how do we get through these tracks in, in some reasonable amount of time? But I mean, like we always say, it takes what it takes to discuss these albums. It takes so. what it takes. I just don't want to rush through. I don't want to be like, yeah. oh man, we've got to get this done in an hour. Next track, no. next track, next track. If we hit something and we just want to talk about a song, especially songs like Red and the Black and this, which are so awesome. Yeah. I just want to pick them apart. I know I kind of went overboard last episode with the Red and the Black and picked everything apart. I don't know how long the section... You mean La Rouge and Le Noir? <laughs> I don't know how long that section on the Red and the Black was. Yeah. But it was a big chunk of the podcast. But I just... That's one of my favorite Maiden songs. I think yeah. I do like it better than Book of Souls now that I think about it. I just wanted to, like, dissect that song. Now, in fairness, um, Book of Souls and the Red and Black are combined by 24 minutes. Yeah. Most discs are 40-something. Right. So, that's a half an album there. Yeah. So, you know, set my be. Right. I don't want to rush this because A, I love Book of Souls, and I think this is, defines what our podcast is about, which is getting people to fall in love with this album. If you right. don't come away from this and listen to Book of Souls, then then we haven't done our job. I ran into someone, um, actually it was today, <laughs> um, bounced into him, and um, he stopped me because I had a maiden shirt on. Okay. That maiden and, shirt? No, not this one. This is a different one. I put okay. this one on for recording. Okay. I had back on my... I've been wearing a lot lately. My Leafs maiden shirt. Oh, yeah. I ordered there a couple of weeks ago. And um, he said, oh, great shirt. I said, the Leafs or the maiden? And he went, uh, the maiden. And it kind of gave me that look like, I'm not a Leafs fan. So I was like, oh, all right, yeah. fair enough. And then and then I said, oh, yeah. I said, you really like maiden? And he goes, super into them. He's like, actually. And he's an older dude. Like yeah. 50s, 60s. And he said, uh, yeah. He said, actually, I just got tickets to the tour you know a couple of weeks ago and I said uh, oh deadly I'm going too where are you going he said Toronto I said I'm going to that show man oh awesome and he was like you know what I grew up listening to Maiden I love Maiden Maiden are awesome and he, he said but uh, I'm really getting into the new stuff and I said dude 
Did you, you tell him we have a podcast? I said, you should listen to our podcast. And he was like, what? And I showed him. I, I said, come here. I pulled him in and I pulled it up on a, on a laptop. And, and he was like, what? No way. And he was like, all pumped. <laughs> he ran off, like skipped away. Oh, yeah. So there's a new listener. So if he's yeah. listening. Oh, that's there, cool. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, at the end of every podcast, we're always like, rate us on iTunes. Yeah. Do this, do that. And I'm like, I really don't care if you rate us on iTunes. Yeah. What, you sh- what I, we should be telling people to do is like, tell your friends, man, if they're yeah. into Maiden. I know, but how do you have time to reply to all the emails now? I don't know. Who cares? Let alone <laughs> what, what could come if, you know, crazy. Yeah. The next level would be, I don't even know if we can keep up now. Yeah, I keep up with the emails. It's fine. Yeah, you do. I, read I don't think people one. mind if it takes like three or four days for me to get back to them on an email. A few people have been like, every now and then they're like, oh, I love this album. I love that album. Those leaves are all right. And I'm like, I got this one. <laughs> I got it. Well, what happens is I'll get an email pop in the inbox. Yeah. And if I'm at a computer... Usually I'll write them right back. Yeah. But then sometimes it'll be like the weekend or we'll be like a, like yeah. when we were gone hunting yeah. for a few days and then we come back into town and then I look and there's like five or six emails there and I'm like, oh, I got all yeah. those there and I kind of like put it off yeah. and I wait till I have like time to sit down and write them all back. Yeah. And sometimes they come in quite fast and furious. Like since we've been recording, yeah. we got a couple here. And, yeah. Uh, I remember back when the, they announced the tour. Yeah. That was insane. We got a flood of emails. That was yeah. so great. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone just got in this like maiden frenzy mm. and then it just kind of died off. But, yeah. I know we were t- talking about Facebook, but we can't do it. Yeah, it's too much now. I hate Facebook. I'm yeah. not on Facebook. I know. And uh, I Josh hate. was talking about doing a Facebook page for the podcast, well, and I was like, us, like, "If you want to do it and you want to take care of you it, and you want to answer all that, then go right ahead." But you know bad I don't I think you have time. <laughs> I don't. I don't have time, and I don't want to be at it. I just so. like someone would be like, "Hey, how's Twitter's it going? fine. I love reading people yeah. on email." Deadly. So, um, yeah, I suppose we wrap it up there. Yeah, well, we're over an hour now. So. Oh, God. And the wind. Hopefully yeah. the wind wasn't Hopefully uh, people didn't hear the wind howling in the background. It's really windy out. Do you know what it might have been? It might have been the souls of those ancient Mayans. Right. We were supposed tonight. to get a hundred and a gusts of 115 kilometer winds tonight. So <laughs> yeah, This is where every yeah. American fan's like, yeah. kilometer winds? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's like 65 mile an hour winds. Is that right? Yeah, 65. Which is pretty uh, average for here. You yeah, get that like right. once a week. <laughs> yeah, come to blow a hurricane. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. If you want to, you can rate us on iTunes. Yeah, rate us on iTunes. Yeah. Five star talkingmaiden.com. Yeah, send us an email on there. Get in touch with us. We'll get back to you. Till next time, up the irons, down the hops.